Hello and welcome to another episode of the Big MX Radio Podcast. This is going to be a solo podcast just uh, for the listeners. Uh, but something I want to try a little bit different uh, in going over some of the uh, headlines, if you will, uh, uh, some of like the what's happening in uh, pro motocross right now, just talking about some things that are, are changing, some of the things that are, are people are talking about, people things that are people weighing in on online. Just wanted to give my thoughts on a few things and uh, maybe you guys agree with me. Maybe you guys don't agree with me. That's kind of the, ha- the, the best part about this is that you guys can uh, uh, get at me on the social media, of course, at uh, on Instagram. I'm Brad Gebhart 88 as well as you can uh, message Big MX Radio on there as well to uh, get in touch with me. And if you're on Twitter, uh, that terrible place uh, we, we go on to uh, kind of argue back and forth about a number of different things, keep up with uh, all things Pulp MX as well. Uh, when you're on Twitter, he's pretty big on there, uh, and I'm trying to uh, develop more of a uh, uh, presence on there, I guess, Twitter. Uh, so I have a hard time getting getting into Twitter, honestly. It's, uh, it's not uh, the happiest place in the world, and I like to keep things more upbeat, and Twitter doesn't seem to like to do so. But either way, uh, just wanted to, uh, if you guys want to find me on there, I'm uh, uh, BradGMX95. So uh, find me on Twitter, BradGMX95. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Brad Gebhardt, or go straight through uh, the Big MX Radio page. Um, pretty quick at uh, responding to uh, comments and uh, and messages on there if you guys do uh, send me anything. If you guys disagree with uh, with my takes on some of these things, let me know uh, and, and give me shit on, online. It doesn't really matter to me. I, I love the back and forth. So, um, first thing off the docket is, uh, is uh, some MXGP news, um, and uh, the 23-year-old Henry Jacoby will be joining the SM Action Yamaha team for 2020. Pretty exciting news. Uh, he's the not-so-youngster. He's going to be making his uh, premier class debut uh, in the MXGP class uh, at the... Uh, uh, the Great Britain uh, round this this coming year. Of course, that's way off in the distance, so uh, we'll, we'll see how, what comes of that. Honestly, I expect him to do quite well, uh, especially on a home track like that. Um, he's shown speed there in the past, and uh, with a, a proven bike uh, like Yamaha and a great team behind him, I think he should do well. You could probably expect him somewhere to be on the uh, the back half of the top 10, which uh, I think is for a debut would be a, a phenomenal day for him. Um I don't know what you guys feel about this. I'm I'm pretty much fine with it as far as uh, electric or uh, for mini bikes go. It's not really all that important that uh, a mini rider is on a a gas powered machine or electric machine. But uh, KTM's and Husqvarna electric bikes will be eligible for the 2020 AMA Amateur National Motocross Championships, which means if you're racing in the 50 class for the four the four to six junior division. You'll be allowed to ride um, the, the basically the KTM slash Husqvarna E Mini uh, or Mini E uh, bike, which is uh, it's going to basically have a class of its own, um, and uh, I think it's totally fine. Like some people are against it, some people don't want to see uh, like electric come in at all. Uh, some people don't agree that that's the future of our sport. Unfortunately, I do believe that's the case. Uh, even though I love uh, I love two strokes, let alone uh, um, any other. Uh, internal combustion engine as far as when motocross is considered uh i wish the pro, pro, pro racing had never gone away from two strokes but that's the world we live in we're, we're all four strokes all the time now uh unless you're you're racing those 125 dream races um 
but uh, yeah, for for little bikes, uh, giving kids more of an opportunity to ride. Uh, a lot of parents can't justify driving an hour, two hours to a track to uh, get your kids some laptop or some seat time. Um, to what if they could do it in their backyard, or if they could get some, uh, like you know, in a pretty small area, you can get uh, a lot of seat time in on one of these minis. Um, and for kids that they don't have clutches to begin with, it's uh, like it's it doesn't really have too much of an effect on anything. And uh, honestly, I don't know too many people who really enjoy the sound of uh, 50s racing with it just kind of like, uh, not the not the uh, the traditional sound you're used to hearing from motocross. So, um, I'm excited to see it. Honestly, I think uh, it's going to be a step forward. And honestly, of course, with those two brands already pretty much dominating that. Um, space within motocross, um, not surprised to see it whatsoever and wouldn't be surprised to see it, uh, from another manufacturer coming down the, the pipe, uh, pretty soon, whether it be Yamaha, Honda. Uh, I don't see Kawasaki doing it because they haven't had a mini in a lot of years. I certainly don't see Suzuki doing it. Um, because, uh, honestly, I don't, I don't see a lot happening from Suzuki for a long time. Um, new things that they've come out with. Uh, in general, are basically none. Um, I, I would expect Suzuki to completely pull out of North American motocross in within the next two or three years. Uh, I would expect that uh, JGR is with a different manufacturer as early as 2021, uh, and that very well could be Gas Gas. If uh, basically you want to have a seventh OEM come into play with... Uh, um, professional motocross in, in the States. Of course, one would sort of back down with Suzuki. So you, you almost see no support through Suzuki, um, uh, in the, in the States. Um, like you might see some privateers running them, but, uh, for the most part, I, I don't think that there would be much of a presence for Suzuki whatsoever, uh, if that were, was to come. So, and like, you, you could agree with me, disagree with me. I, I, I've heard some rumblings that that could be the case, uh, but that's sort of yet to be seen. Uh, Hunter Lawrence, going back to his homeland of Australia in Sydney, will be uh, racing his pro debut in the uh, uh, the 2020 uh, the race 2020 SX. Oh, make his pro debut, yeah, at the at the Oz Open, Oz X Open coming up this uh, this weekend or the next weekend, I suppose. It's not this weekend; it would be this evening, or probably already happened, considering it's three o'clock in the afternoon, Saturday Central Time. Um, so that would have already happened. That's happening tomorrow. It's happening, uh, next weekend. Pretty excited. We'll see how he stacks up. Uh, the track's usually pretty tame compared to most supercross races. So I think it's a great way for him to get some seat time, get some gate drops and uh, perform in front of his hometown fans or home, home country fans. Anyway, uh, that's pretty cool to see. Um, it's just a, a fantastic way to, uh, to, to, for him to, uh, race in front of his hometown crowd. I think that's going to be amazing. Um, that Australian championship has been all over the place. Um, you've got some guys who've come in, like Mitchell Oldenburg, who arguably one of the most talented guys over there in the, in the lights class. He's had some up and down rides, as he does. Um, so that's been, uh, something to, to watch for. As, and then, uh, Justin Brayton seems to be just as up and down on his, uh, Honda. So, uh, both those guys have sort of mirrored each other as far as, uh, their performances so far. Uh, we'll see if one of them can sort of, uh, iron out the consistency between you and me. Uh, uh, when I, if I had to pick either one of those guys to, uh, to grab the consistency and, uh, and drive it home, it's gotta be Brayton. He's working on, uh, I think he's got, uh, minimum two championships over there, if not a third championship, working on a fourth or a third. Um, 
to uh, to kind of round out his career. You know, he makes a decent amount of money going over there and uh, and riding that Suzuki or that Honda. Wow, uh, that Honda. I don't think Brayton ever rode, rode a Suzuki Look, Pro. I don't think so. Anyway, I could be completely wrong about that. You guys could blast me online about that. But to my knowledge, not the case. Um, but yeah, like I just wanted to uh, sort of run through some things uh, with you guys. Um, predictions for 2020 Supercross. That podcast is going to come out in the next little while. Um, but uh, yeah, like I, like 2020 Supercross, like all years, we're going to talk about so many guys that have an incredible amount of talent and the ability to win races. The only the reality is only certain ones will, and um, and like like who's going to come out swinging and who's going to uh, to really uh, make huge waves and basically grab life by the horns here. That's completely yet to be seen as far as I'm concerned. Um, it's, uh, it's, you, we need to see some races like the, to, to say that there's, uh, eight guys to, that can win races. Absolutely. But, uh, will those guys be healthy? Will those guys, uh, be coming in with a, a boatload of confidence and have the ability to throw down the laps they need to? Like it's, it's completely speculative. Like, Zach Osborne is arguably one of the most talented racers uh, in the field as far as uh, his his bike skills. Uh, he's won Supercross championships and he's won two of them, by the way. Uh, the guy's been dominant. The guy's shown speed. Um, he's seen he showed consistency. He's won back to back races in the past. Um, in the 450 class, yet to win a race. I expect him to get one this year. But the reality is, he could get multiple. He he's the the type of talent that could rattle off multiple wins. Um, but where the problem lies is that there that his uh, the the guys lining up with him have done the same. Jason Anderson's won multiple races. Eli Tomac's won multiple races. You've seen uh, Cooper Webb uh, grab the cha- championship by the throat and choke slam it down to the uh, down to the ground last year after having two years of absolutely abysmal performances on Yamahas. Um, like it's it's about who shows up, who's got the uh, the consistency, and who's got uh, the confidence to to execute the way they know how. Last year we saw Blake Baggett win a race out of nowhere, and then basically made, like due due to some injuries and uh, just and also having some other guys step up, basically uh, disappeared for the rest of the year. We've had other guys. Who have dug themselves massive holes? Who uh, spend the rest of the year trying to uh, dig their way out of it? And with that, with the size of the way the field is, the way we have it right now, it's very difficult to do that. It's not 2004, where um, or 2003 rather, where Ricky Carmichael can dig himself a 20 point hole at the beginning of the season. And have the points lead by midway through the year. It's just not practical. Like you, you have to have, um, and he basically did that just basically by chipping away every weekend, five points here, three points there. Like there's, uh, you're not going to be able to do that consistently in this this series just because you have so much talent at the top end. Like you've got so many guys that have won races. By the time, uh, like yeah, there's got some guys who get hurt, but by the time uh, that happens, Brock Tickle will be back in the game. And I'm not saying he's going to go out there, challenge for podiums, challenge for wins, but he's going to be a factor. So um, when it comes to Supercross guys, 
Uh, I'm really excited about it. I can't wait for the gate to drop um, and and put my TV on mute so I don't have to listen to Ralph and Ricky do their thing. Between you and me, uh, those guys are maybe like this would be the like the worst era of um, broadcasting for Supercross. Um, like I just it, it it offers nothing. There's, especially if, if you're a person who listens to this podcast, you know motocross and supercross backwards, forwards, inside and out. You guys know the stats, you know the riders, you know the tendencies, you know, you, you've speculated online, you've argued with people about who's going to win this, who's going to win that. You don't need to be told what color a Suzuki is or um, just how likely it is that someone holds on to a particular position. One of my biggest pet peeves with the broadcast, and I guess that's something that that a lot of uh, other sports do a little bit. Motocross, very, very guilty of it, uh, of guys where you see a guy who um, doesn't lead laps often, uh, is is performing way above their uh, sort of typical finish, and uh, you've got Ralph on the line there, or on, on the broadcast, talking about how uh, is it possible that Vince Freeze wins this this main event? And and to me, I'm I'm thinking like is, on lap two or three when when Vince is out front, like is it possible for him to win the race? I suppose so, but is it actually more likely that Vince uh, leads? Four to five laps, eventually gets caught by one of the top superstars, and eventually gets shuffled back to seventh or eighth. That is exactly that's probably what's going to happen. That is more than likely what's going to happen, and that's one of the things I loved about David Bailey doing his uh, his color commentary. Is that like he was a realist? He he announced the races as someone who actually knew what they were watching. When they when you have guys like, uh, um, I sort of point him out, but a guy like Todd DeHoop, who never won a, 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 a Supercross um, in his career, the guy led laps, but whenever he was out front, um, a guy like Bailey was quick to mention, uh, like, yeah, he's, he's leading right now, but wouldn't be surprised to see him get shuffled to the back here. Great to see him out front either way. But that's not how these guys are. You'll see... Um, Brock Tickle uh, out front early in a in a main event or or a heat race, and you got Ralph talking about how he's gonna uh, like this is the the resurgence of Brock Tickle or something along those lines. Always throws me off. Uh, so I'm just like, come on, man. Uh, let's let's be real about this here. Let's let's sort of uh, uh, make the judgment. Uh, as we see it a little bit, like, I, I just don't quite get that, but uh, um, you guys can sort of uh, get back to me on that on social if you disagree. Um, quickly before I go, I just wanted to kind of talk to you guys for a little bit here. Um, the collective experience, you guys have talked, I've talked about this a hundred times with you guys, uh, but you really need to uh, sort of look into it a li- even more than you already have. Um, the registration fee for the internship program. 30 bucks. 30 bucks to basically throw your hat in the ring, to be chosen, to be uh, basically, for lack of better terms, you're a team manager for the day. You're a crew chief for the day for uh, for one of these riders who is going to uh, um, basically inject you into being a part of the motocross uh, scene and then the industry immediately. So $30 to, to apply. And then uh, for the low asking cost of $300, uh, is is basically your entry fee for the internship program. Now I know what you're thinking. Three hundred and thirty dollars. 
uh, to basically volunteer for the day and work for the day sounds expensive, but here's here's where the the value really comes from. Three hundred dollars gets you a forty percent discount code through the collective experience, an exclusive only to be used by the the interns. Uh, uh, discount code that you'll you'll be on the receiving end of. So if you were to buy two sets of FXR gear uh, through that discount code, you're saving $180 total. So just by purchasing some gear, you literally get $180 of your $330 back from. Uh, so you've already uh, added some value there. You're going to get all kinds of t-shirts. You're going to get all kinds of swag. You're going to get to meet these guys. You're going to get the opportunity to inject yourself into the industry that you'd love to work in. So $300, a very small price to pay uh, for uh, the opportunity to get the dream job that you've been wanting, to inject yourself into a starting role with the motocross community. And uh, I really hope that you guys take Dave up on this. Go to thecollectivexp.com, check things out, apply today. Make a difference, and who knows? Maybe you're on the Supercross floor, and you happen to shake hands with Frankie Langtham or uh, or one of the other guys from KTM or something along those lines, and uh, it turns itself into uh, an opportunity for you to lock down the job that you've always wanted inside the industry. Guys have done it through the collective experience before, and they'll do it again. I want that to happen for you guys if you're at all interested in becoming a part of the industry. So uh, that's me kind of rambling along at you guys for uh, about 15 minutes. Um, I don't know really how much more uh, I can sort of spill it, you guys. I've sort of meandered around and talked about a ton of different things. Um, But uh, before I go, wanted to let you guys, uh, just wanted to remind you guys to continue going to medterracbd.com. Those guys have been a huge sponsor for us uh, and a huge supporter of the Big MX Radio podcast. Uh, 15% discount code is BigMXRadio15. And uh, 10% of all sales go directly to the podcast so that we continue putting these out. So I really hope you guys will uh, um, choose to um, use CBD in your daily uh, workouts in your life. And uh, maybe by putting it in your coffee or if you want the cooling cream after those workouts, you're sore like I am. I'll rub it on my my terrible shoulders because they're brutal. Medterra CBD is by far the best CBD oil and product I've ever used. I've, I've used 10 different brands to use a, basically a back-to-back test and every single time I always feel best and I get the best results from Medterra CBD. You guys need to go check those guys out. It's uh, a huge change in your life and I think you guys will be happy that you've made it. Uh, I know you will, in fact. So go to MedterraCBD.com, enter discount code BigMXRadio15, start to save and enjoy the benefits of using CBD. Um, Really appreciate you guys taking some time to listen to this today. Just a little bit of uh, maybe a kind of an extra podcast you guys weren't expecting uh, so that I could have out. Uh, we're going to release this this the Monday. And uh, from there, we're going to try and start making things a more regular occurrence. Uh, go maybe a Monday and Wednesday or a Monday and Thursday uh, upload for the podcast leading into Supercross. We're going to be doing some interviews. And as always, if you guys have any requests of people you'd like to hear on the podcast, someone you haven't heard from before, someone you haven't heard from in a while, shoot me an email, bradgebhart88 at gmail.com. Or if you're not already following me on Instagram, at bradgebhart88, you can go ahead and follow me, shoot me a direct message, 
And uh, if you ask uh, Dale Borg or uh, my good friend uh, Jonesy down in uh, Down Under, uh, in Australia, you guys know that I'm super quick to get back to people, uh, and I loved uh, conversing with you guys, going back and forth about the podcast or anything else within the motocross industry. That's 20 minutes of Big MX Radio. I really appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to it. Thank you to all the loyal listeners. Keep up the great work. Keep listening, guys, and we'll have some great podcasts coming down the pipe. Take care.